Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. Well, that's great, because this is a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I like that game. Bam. Love and, it. Like, I, was, I was trying to go for like a Mega Man like uh, sound okay. thing there. I hear it now. It makes sense. <laughs> it's like a joke when you have to explain it. It's always the best. <laughs> but then it makes you like, appreciate your jingle more in retrospect. Fair enough. Uh, how are things going, Jake? Oh, things are going pretty fine because I've been playing some video games lately. Have you been you playing video games been. lately? I have been, Jake. What kind of video games have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a few games. So I, uh, I had a, a conversation with a friend who's a, a big Dragon Age fan. And I was kind of like saying, I was, I, we got to talking. It's like, I, you know, we love Mass Effect. We've both been playing the remaster, and uh, we were talking about Dragon Age. It's like, fuck, I should play Dragon Age Inquisition. And I'm like, I should actually probably play Dragon Age 1. And she's like, you haven't played Dragon Age Origins yet? That's the one you got to play. So, right. like, that got me thinking. It's like, there's a lot of games that I own or, like, have access to otherwise that are, like, are good, and people have really suggested I play, and, like, I hear great things about it all the time. So, Tony, I sent this, a picture of this to you of just, like, games that I just, like, need to play already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have uh, three on there right now that I've been playing um, kind of simultaneously. One of them, of course, is Dragon Age Origins, um, yes. which is a game Fun I've game. probably, like, started to play like five times and mm. then stopped so i've currently gotten like as far in the game like further in the game than i ever have before um like kind of to the point where it, it opens up after the kind of like the main like starting tutorial like story setting a uh, series of quests yeah um i mean so far more side characters yeah yeah i'm at the point where you like really get like a full party and you like pick and choose what's going on and you get a little bit more autonomy of where you go um yeah. kind of like Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, great. I, I mean, like I have been liking it. Like one of the things that's really been hard for me is that I, I'm not great at it. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a tricky game. It's a like pretty. I think a pretty tough game. But I'm also just like I feel like I'm not great at it. So I would like die a bunch during like early quests and like I would get like a little bit like annoyed there. And I think that that plus I've never been like a huge fan of like medieval setting. Um, sure. would kind of bounce me off a bit. So, like, before this one, I kind of, like, it's like, okay, well, like, what kind of, like, OP or, like, just, like, min-max character can I make? So I'm trying to go a bit more, like, power-heavy, so I don't have to worry too much about, like, the difficulty. I feel like I can, like, you know, play the game and survive in the game without having to, I don't know, grind or anything like that. And that's that, like, it's been helping. I feel like I've been enjoying it more. Um, I'm going to continue playing it, for sure. But, like, I'm still nice. not in love with it and okay. i think i think it is the setting of it it's just a uh, uh i just don't like i don't like fantasy or like medieval as much as i like futuristic stuff we talked about this way back in our assassin's creed episode where like i don't really care what's happening with Ezio. i like knowing what's happening with like the scooby-doo gang in the future like that's more compelling to <laughs> me because i have terrible taste apparently it's uh, true it's true <laughs> but i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with it i i'm you know Games like medieval games, like I like the Elder Scrolls series, and maybe this one will get a chance to win me over because I would like to. Mm-hmm. I would like to play the series because that was one of like the again like more notable uh, Bioware series along with yeah, Kotor. It's, so it's, Dragon it's, Age, yeah. Dragon Age is a big deal. Like it's a big deal series, and like I, I played a bunch of Origins and I, and I liked it. I, I don't think I finished it, but I liked it. I played a little bit of two and kind of bounced off of it. I played Inquisition a bit, kind of bounced off it. But like, it's an interesting. It does what it's setting out to do fairly well. It seems like I'm very curious about the next Dragon Age too. That I'll be. I think I'm ready for a game like that uh, now. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever it ends up being. Oh yeah. And then um, the, another game on the list that you you told me to move to the top of the list, so so I did. It's uh, Outer Wilds. So yes. this is uh, I, my my first time playing the game. Um, this is one that both you and friend of the show Nessie have uh, recommended I play unceasingly. Uh, yeah. So I finally you know, finally started playing around with it. I initially wasn't really feeling it a bunch. I felt like I was just kind of like wandering about, sort of 
aimlessly and like the mystery of the game was not wasn't really like doing it for me like I felt like there was just like I was like overwhelmed by the scope of it sure and then like I kind of started taking the game and like the story and like the mystery vault like a bit more seriously like I went to the to, like the rumor logs and started kind of reading around what I had unlocked and like you know yeah. connecting the strings in my head of like okay like this is what I should do or like more deliberately exploring a new area I hadn't been to before because it's like okay there's probably going to be some more more clues over here that I really need to figure out and the like the mystique and like the mystery and like the the setting and the aura of this game is is absolutely compelling when you're like really into it and it's it's yeah. like exploring these planets is you know wondrous and terrifying and dangerous and the scope and feel of the game weren't great for me when I first started but when you like sit and you really dig into this game like really bite into this game those exact aspects make it amazing and I've really been liking it I have not yet completed it I've hit a bit of a wall but I don't want to like look up any guides or anything like that I feel like this is the sort of game where you need to figure it out on your own and, yeah, part of the yeah. part of the joy is the discovery and, and, and just learning stuff like I, I never like fully completed it like I, I kind of like uh, read and watched some like synopsises like to, to get all the little pieces but um, man that game's a joy it's such a good vibe. The music is so good. I love the music in that game. Oh um, man! But there's a few. There's a few very bad vibes that you come across. <laughs> oh my god! Like that when you like go to like the deepest parts of like space. Like yeah. oh shit, man. <laughs> dude. That like the thing that draws me in so much about uh, the Outer Wilds is how it does feel like a contained universe. Mm-hmm. It's like locations are varied and like physics feels real and like yeah. traversing this this small chunk of the universe is like very interesting it, it makes you want to discover all the little you know intricacies and every little thing that's under a pebble like you want to look at it you know you want to f- find all that stuff um, yeah and i think great. like the traversing and maneuvering in that game is it's got a bit of a learning curve to it, but yes. you kind of start to learn it and you start to kind of like master it without even realizing it. And when you get control of like using the jetpack strategically and being able to get, get to new areas and like navigate around really competently, like that feels good. And that itself opens up the game a lot. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's when you start to figure out how to like really use the shuttle to not just fling yourself into space, but to like guide yourself along planets to land in like the right spots. Yeah, that's it's very. When you get that, it's such a good feeling. It's a good feeling, but it takes a while. Like it it definitely Mm -hmm. takes a couple of tries Mm -hmm. um, for sure. But yeah, that's a super super duper cool game. And then I've also uh, just been continuing Mass Effect Two, which. I've slowed down on a bit because I find myself getting really bored of the combat. And this is reminding me of why I was such like a diehard Mass Effect 1 apologist for so long is because don't get me wrong, Mass Effect 1's combat is is very lacking and monotonous and there's so little like enemy variation that it's not it's not great. But it has a like a changingness to it like you are like leveling up and acquiring new like skill levels at a steady pace and you're unlocking new weapons and uh, modifications to them that have like a distinct feel to them so mm-hmm. like the game around shepherd ain't great but shepherd has a lot of customization and yeah. it that like keeps it for me a bit more crisp and it makes me want to play it for longer stretches of time where mass effect 2 is just it's an it's an action game that just has a really good story and dialogue system and it's it was made in the time of cover shooters and that it's a hasn't aged great i mean it's a good cover shooter yeah but it's still still a cover shooter still you know getting cover you know use the power to get somebody out pop 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 get you down recover your shields and yep. there's it's like it's good at that and there's still like enough RPG-ness around it but there's the progress like the uh, 
character progression, uh, like like power progression in that game, is very jagged instead of smooth. So that just it doesn't feel good, and there's like such long stretches where I just my character and abilities haven't changed or been significantly impacted at all for just hours of gameplay and that kind of i don't know it kind of sucks and it reminds me of why i do appreciate mass effect 1 so much but mass effect 2 is still just a better game yeah i'd agree I'd but yeah agree. i just had had further thoughts on mass effect 2 <laughs> uh yes you won't you won't stop hearing about it so i finished mass effect 3 and then maybe a bit more after that buckle up Can't i'm wait. sorry tony and everybody else can't wait to check in and at some point i'll get into mass effect again and we'll just relive it all again there we go <laughs> and then, then in 25 years the mass effect re remaster <laughs> right yeah my god hell yeah well that what about you tony what have you been playing i've been playing some stuff uh i want to give like an update on mario golf i know the last episode uh, it had just came out, and I had put some just a little bit of time in it, and I was like pretty positive about the game. And uh, overall, I would I would still saying I'm I'm positive about Mario Golf. I really really enjoy the golf in that game, but like man, the adventure mode and like the side modes that they added in just like leaves so much more to be desired. Um, mm. There's not a lot of courses. Like there's only six courses right now, which um, you know they do add a couple of different tea placements um, to make it feel a little bit varied. And like I said before, there's some like really good quality of life stuff in the online play. Um, and the fact that there's online play at all, like it's that stuff is great. But like I honestly can't say it's like a, a wholehearted recommend for me. Every time mm. somebody asks, every time somebody asks me about Mario Golf. Uh, my first question is, have you played Mario Golf before? And like, do you like Mario Golf? Because if you really like Mario Golf, you may end up really enjoying this. I don't know for sixty dollars you'll get all the enjoyment out of it, but like I have gotten that because I will on my lunch break at work play around to eighteen holes in Mario Golf because I enjoy mm. it. You know, you know, like. Um, having easy access to it is nice. And, like, the other, like, low-key awesome feature in this game is that it loads incredibly fast. Ooh, like, nice. From, from the, like, home screen of the Switch to being in a game of golf, it happens, like, very, very quickly. Like, you have to menu through a lot of things once you get into the game. But, like, the loads of the game itself are, like, wicked fast, um, which I really like. Um, but anyways, like, so... Uh, speaking of Mario Golf, I'm starting a Mario Golf beer league. Yes. So it's kind of, it's like a casual Mario Golf league where uh, there's a $20 buy-in uh, that goes to fund a player's package where uh, you'll get a t-shirt, like a custom-made t-shirt with our logo on it that we made um, and helps fund the final tournament where the you know, top four players would play for for cash. Uh, we're thinking about like other like little goodie sands to the player package too. There's an ace pool that we're going to be running week to week. Uh, it's like an eight week uh, kind of series. Uh, but yeah, it's just like a fun little thing I'm doing um, with some friends. But I'll I'll drop all the information uh, on our social media and stuff. If anybody listening, if they want to uh, join us in that, it should be a really fun time. Um, but yeah, Mario Golf Beer League. Uh, more details on that soon should be a lot of fun stay tuned um, yes yes uh so i got two other games to talk about the first uh is a game called cooked served delicious three um so this is like this is the third game in this series it's like a, it's a cooking game but mm-hmm. like where um overcooked is more like a, a a teamwork cooperation game this is more like a um it induces like the stress and the frantic nature of working in a real kitchen or in this case a food truck uh really well it's so like the mechanism for doing things is like you know so i'm playing on pc and it's almost like technically a typing game so it Hmm. would be like you have queues of orders and like uh banks of like shelves i guess to put like pre-made food in and basically you you vacillate between preparing a bunch of food uh before customers like like while you're driving to a spot where there's going to be customers and making food for them while taking like uh made to order like orders and like making food would be like 
okay, to make chicken tenders, you press, like, L to bring up a menu, then C to pick chicken tenders, D to dunk the chicken tenders into, like, a fryer, and then you have to check (laughs) back up on them in, like, 30 seconds or whatever once they're done, like, cooking. And it's just, like, you're constantly moving back and forth between you know, all these different competing um, needs, like either like trying to sell food or like, okay, if you're making um, like donuts or something, you have to fry those, but then you also have to frost them. So it's like you're waiting for something to fry. You go do two other things, pull those out of the fryer, dust those with like powdered sugar or whatever, and then give that to a person. It's like, it's... um, it's really crazy. The uh, the gameplay is is like nothing I've ever played before, and like I'm curious to see what actual cooks and chef think of like a game like this because it really does feel like it's emulating that type of um, activity or business like really really well. At least like the act of the cooking part. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a really hard time thinking of a game that like emulates that type of stuff. Um, any better than this game um, additionally the soundtrack is like so 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 good oh my god it's really really good like the best way uh, I can describe it is like uh, surreal easy listening music like it's it's, it's really it's neat it's really neat I love it um, yeah that's cooked serve delicious three uh, and the last game I want to talk about is actually a game I've been playing with uh, our episode's guest, Her Monster, who we have on the line here. Her Monster, what's up, dude? <clears throat> oh, God. Hey, hello. <laughs> Hi, friend. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, Gunfire Reborn right now. Uh, we've been playing this game together a bit. I've been following this game in early access for a while. Uh, I finally bought it a couple weeks, or maybe like a week ago when it was like under 10 bucks. Uh, how did you hear about this game? Um, honestly, so uh, a buddy that I, I typically play um, Apex Legends and uh, and Rocket League with, um, out of nowhere, he was like, "Dude, I found I found the next game. Like, this is what we're hitting. This is it. Don't play anything mm-hmm. else." And uh, and he like never gets that excited about games. So for his recommendation to come across like that, I was like, "Yep, I'm on it." Like, I immediately bought it right then and there. I didn't even look at a video or anything like that. <laughs> right. Right, that, that's a strong recommendation. So the so Gunfire Reborn is a roguelite uh, FPS, which is really interesting. It's a uh, character based as well. So I think there's like five or six playable characters right now that all have different kind of skills and abilities and like makeup. The um, each character, yeah, has their own skills, strengths, weaknesses, and all that. But then um, they all share the same type of guns. So, like, gun pickups are always going to be, like, the same across different characters. But, like, your different skills are kind of what um, uh, make you set you apart from the other players. There's also this, like, giant skill tree you can fill in um, that takes a long time. I mean, like, I've probably played the game for, like, 10, 15 hours now. And I'm not even close to finishing that skill tree. Um what about you, Hermann, sir? Yeah, no, uh, so the leveling system I thought was really cool because, uh, as you mentioned, the skill tree, um, you level up per how many skills or talents uh, that you've unlocked. Um, and same here, I, I've put, uh, I'm, I'm looking at my account right now, I've, I've put 15 hours into the game, and I think I'm only level, uh, I think I'm like level 65, maybe, somewhere in there, which is a, a yeah. mid-level. Um, but things definitely get you have to use your experience points to unlock more and more things and uh, I mean I've seen people in like the 140 plus levels so and I I don't know what the level cap is currently but it is really impressive I like I do like how diverse the the skill tree is it makes it feel more a little more alive yeah yeah and like I was saying before so all the different like gun types are the same for all the different characters so you know both uh, me and her monster are both playing the same game we could pick up the same looking gun where it's like okay um this is gonna fire the same but they all have buffs and debuffs and sometimes inscriptions on them that are randomized to make them like you know very very different um there's also like a higher level uh, upgrade you can get to it called a like a gemini inscription where if both of your weapons have the same inscription then you get that powerful effect you know stuff like uh combine elements together or like do like you know 
500% more critical damage or something like that. You know, like really crazy benefits. Uh, so like it, there's a fun uh, kind of shuffle in the game where you're building up and finding good weapons for like the first two bosses or so and then after after you beat that second boss it's like now gemini weapons start dropping and you really want to get those gemini weapon uh, uh upgrades so the weapons you've been using for like half the game so far all of a sudden you're you're switching things out which makes it a little bit a little bit more chaotic and um free form there's a lot of different ways that uh, runs differ in terms of like boons that you pick up. Uh, you can pick up like three levels of each kind of boon that you can get um, that give you all sorts of different, you know, persistent bonuses mm. while on that run. Um, the other thing is, is that it's a very fun game to play solo, but you can play up to four players co-op all at once. And there really isn't like hyper competitive elements in there. You know, like it's a... Um, the only thing you can really compete with your other players on is like um, most damage, I guess. But it's really like it's all about teamwork and helping each other out and trying to like you know defeat the big right. asshole bosses. Yeah, you know? the big jerk at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really fun and like it's hard. It's it is. Hard. It's I've very only, tough. Yeah. I've only had two clear so far, and both of them was because uh, I got carried by by you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate that immensely. I did, I did get to the final boss once on a solo run, and I got so fucking close. My ah. God, I, I, it's like one of those things where I have the hardest time completing roguelikes, like finishing like everything, mm-hmm. like being the big bad at the end. Like I, very few games I've actually been able to do it. And I was so close in this one. Ugh. I gotta be honest, I'm actually but really d- impressed because I've, uh, I've never, I've never even gotten past or gotten to the third stage solo. Mm. So yeah. It's uh, it. One of the things I really like about Gunfire Reborn is that, uh, like Hades and other like really really well designed uh, roguelikes, uh, you you can get into builds that feel broken, mm-hmm. that feel like you're doing way more damage than should be possible. You know, like that kind of or like I'm just not going to take any damage, or like I uh, regenerate health or shields or whatever like way faster than I should be able to like you can get into those kind of builds in gunfire and they feel and it feels really good it feels really good um the re- yeah the game's very fun I, do, I will say if you don't mind me expanding a bit on that the the reason I think it feels so good in that game as opposed to a lot of other games is there's so much randomness to what you're going to get as far as your leveling as you're playing through each run that it's it's almost impossible to get that same build again within the next ten to twenty runs. You know what I mean? Those 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 runs where you get that that god mode build are so far and few between that it's it's yeah. super rewarding when you finally do find that get that build. That that's actually a really good point. Like in Hades, you can utilize items and stuff, and a lot of like roguelites, um, you can end up using items to influence what you get because you, you like you figured out what a good build is, right? Mm-hmm. This game, no, it's like you need to be good with your character, and um, you're fluent in a lot of different weapons because you never know what it's like gonna drop what you. you're gonna have to end it. Yeah, exactly. And like since your um, your boons and stuff can change your game so um so completely at times like yeah it just it throws you into situations that you're not always um uh prepared for or like or what you do normally which i like about um games like this so yeah gunfire reborn pretty pretty solid purchase um for anybody who likes um video games <laughs> full, <laughs> st- <laughs> full stop <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully uh, everybody listening to this because if you don't like video games, it's a weird podcast I, to listen to. <laughs> I feel like we have like a really strong segment of just like tax accountants that listen. They're like, I just like the way they talk. They, 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 they like sound like nice boys. <laughs> yeah, they just sound like nice boys. <laughs> you know what? Thank you, thank you for that. We, I think, I think we're pretty nice boys. Um, speaking of things that are nice, I guess, uh, after the break, we're going to talk about the pretty nice Power Quest for the Game Boy Color. 
that our good friend her monster uh, wanted us to play. Yay. Catch us after the break. We're going to talk about it. Goodbye. <laughs> Hey everybody, Jake here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Hey I Like That Game. If you have a question or a recommendation for Tony and I, you can reach us on our email address, which is heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. You can tweet me at likethatgame, or you can find our Facebook page, which is the Hey I Like That Game podcast. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. And we're back. Hey, I like that game. Uh, we're talking today about Power Quest for the Game Boy Color, which was a suggestion uh, of our good friend, Her Monster, uh, friend of the show, streamer extraordinaire. Ooh. Welcome again to the show. I know you're, we already talked to you at the top part, but like, welcome, hey, buddy. Thanks, man. It's an honor. Welcome to be officially here. to your section of the podcast. Man, this is all <laughs> I've ever wanted for the last 20 years. I was like, there's going to be a podcast one day that I need to be a part of. And this is it. This is the one. And mm-hmm. when you told your parents that, they said, what's a podcast? They did, yeah. I should have coined it right then and there. I'd been a, a much more wealthy man, but yeah, hindsight. <laughs> um, so, yeah, why, why are we playing this game, bud? So. Back in the day, um, it was probably like a Wednesday or a Thursday of 1990-whatever, I didn't have a whole lot of video game consoles, but I did, in fact, have a Game Boy. Um, and I remember going to friends' houses and, and playing tons of fighting games, and, and it was so cool, like on the SNES, you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, or, Se- you know, I was on the Sega as well. Um, but all I had was this crappy little Game Boy, and... Uh, and that's, I'm sorry, that's not fair. Game Boy was not crappy. The Game Boy is an absolute legend. But uh, I ended up browsing and, and looking at uh, you know Nintendo Power Magazine and things like that for a suitable fighting game for the Game Boy, and uh, I came across this little gem, and it was like the first and only fighting game I had ever played on the Game Boy. And uh, I was actually thoroughly impressed it kept me occupied for hours and hours and hours and i I truly loved it and i was just a wee lad Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like part of the fun of the show is like returning to those games that you remember as a kid Mm -hmm. that's like ah, like i remember loving this game but like was Mm -hmm. this game actually like awesome uh so yeah i'm really glad you brought this one to our attention because this is uh this is an interesting game so uh 1998 for the game boy color made by sunsoft um, Sunsoft in the you, U.S., but uh, Capcom in Japan. Fun fact, which I thought oh, was, really I thought was kind of fun, uh, kind of funny. Yeah, considering Capcom had a stranglehold on fight, fighting games at the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, like I wonder if if Capcom like did development work on this, or if they like pu- published in Japan or something, because like the game does feel. Um, closer to the the Japanese like 2D fighters at the time, as opposed to you know the Mortal Kombat's that were hot around this time as well. You know, it's um, I know both Mortal Kombat and like Street Fighter. You know, uh, are both 2D fighters, but they do feel very distinctly different. You know, with having a block button and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, this is more akin to your Street Fighters. Um, pretty simplistic in its button inputs i mean since it's a game boy you got two buttons right you got a punch and a kick really um but it the actual fighting feels pretty good you know i was shocked how um fluid how fluid some of the controls felt yeah yeah it's amazing that this came out for the game boy color yeah i i was i was impressed definitely impressed and like um, so it is, you know, your normal 2D fighter. You you got your two characters on screen, opposing ends. You're trying to knock their life bar to zero. Um, one of the things that this game does better than a lot of uh, just fighting games in general is that it has a pretty good like combo system. It like I felt like I could put put combos into people, you know, like and the computer definitely figured out combos. Oh yeah, yeah. my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, the those factory workers, man, they do not fuck I, around. How about I the hate, announcer? I hate those factory ever, workers. Did you ever fight the announcer? 
No, I don't remember that fight. I I did not get that far into it, no. So, at some point in in the overworld, um, right around the time that that, like, gang is, like, messing with the the playground, uh, the announcer for the tournament that you're, you know, you and you, Louise, your best friend, are training for, um, the announcer will come out and challenge you to a fight before the tournament, and I think I've only ever gotten him to, like... I don't know, one hit. I, I, I've hit him once, ever. Yeah, And the yeah. rest of the time, it's it's just a massacre. <laughs> yeah, it, um, the the CPU does not fuck around mm-hmm. in this game. No, you know? like, not at all. Um, it it really makes you uh, work for it. So, uh, Hermasa, you, you mentioned this, and we should expand on it. So, um, this game is quote-unquote, an RPG slash fighting game. It does have some where RPG elements, yeah. That, that is, like, what it's, like, trying to sell um, sell you the player on, or at least that's what it feels like to me, where there is this, like, adventure mode where there's an overworld map. You are, like, a little kid, like like uh, her monster said, training for, like, a tournament, um, and there are different locations on the map that you can go to uh, everything is very rudimentary. Like the world mm-hmm. map itself looks pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> it, really does. It, it looks pretty shitty. And then like all the dialogue screens, like some of those are horrific looking. Like these people's eyes um, really scare me. Can I tell Ooh. you my favorite part of the entire game? And that is yeah. the fact that your best friend Louise is just wearing a like pearl <laughs> neck sweater, and it just says <laughs> "boys" in all caps. So when I when I when I when I stream the game, every once in a while, whether he's on screen or not, I'll just yell "boys, <laughs> boys," <laughs> and people leave uh. immediately. Right, exactly. Best way to get people to leave your right. stream, yell boys. Yeah, this guy's being a jerk. Hold on, let me handle this. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it tries to do these like RPG-like moments, um, but really, the only thing that's RPG about it is that you can like buy higher-level versions of your super moves, I think, just do more damage. Mm-hmm. I think that's really... Yep. Yeah, it's really, the extent. Like, of there's it. so many more. Like, there's no more RPG elements in that is this flat game out than it. there are like in other fighting games. Like, there's just as many RPG elements in like Soul Calibur Two or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's not very heavy on no. that. <laughs> um, and it and it also doesn't do a really good job of like communicating that stuff either like i i had a hard time understanding if i ever had something equipped or not but maybe maybe that's just me um it, it I, is an I auto agree. equip system i've i've come to realize yeah. oh. as a man in my 30s playing this game <laughs> right yeah and like uh it doesn't have like a command list or anything like in the game either that i could mm-hmm. find so like when you're and we can talk about the different characters in a second here but like if you're trying to like figure out who like your character is gonna be uh I had a really hard time trying to figure out what the moves were for individual characters mm-hmm. um, without looking online. You know, I wanted to. I was trying to find um, like a PDF version of the the manual because I bet oh. that manual is fucking. Dumb. Oh, right. For Power yeah. Quest, I've had some sweet artwork in it. Right, I bet, and I bet there's a lot more context to like story and like any of these characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like they used to hide a bunch of that cool shit in the manual back in the day. So I tried to find one, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, find it. But um, hey, if you find one, email it to uh, hey, like that game at gmail dot com. Right, exactly. That would be great. Um, but yeah, I hate it when a fighting game doesn't have a command list like in the game. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, man! You gotta give me, you gotta give well, me the basics. Well, it, give I me mean, the basics. Street Fighter Two and uh, everything through Super Nintendo. Any any fighting game around that time. Yeah, they didn't really. Yeah, either. yeah, that's that's just yeah. a product of the era. I don't think it's so much. That's that. true. That's true. Because like you know, like Street Fighter Two had like the commands around the side of the cabinet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah that's they, true. I, yeah. I don't, I don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe they had it in game. They, if anything, it would just be in the manual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, Speaking of the manual, but, you um, can buy the manual for five dollars on eBay. Oh, it is well, quite. That's actually not too bad. 
There you go. There's a donate donation incentive. <laughs> Buy the Power Quest manual. It'll be hanging in the back of a someone's stream. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like oh that. man, that's good. Um, so let's talk about the uh, the characters in this game. So there is what? Who's your main? Six, five. <laughs> S- five. Five. Five characters. There's six. There's a bonus character only who in like the versus mode. Is terrible. Oh. Oh, who's, yeah, who yeah. I think only exists just for like the cocky kid who's like I could beat you with what was his name Borat? Bo- <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, yeah Borat or something. Borat. <laughs> like you're so bad um, I could beat you with Borat. But no, he's uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's uh, that's Louise's. That's your best friend's uh, bot. Oh, it exactly. is. Yeah, it, it makes sense. So now. wasted all his money on his on his sick fashion. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Sorry. Stop Boys. buying so many cool ass scarves. <laughs> Buy a better model, man. <laughs> uh, so we got uh, Speed Gong, Max, Axe, Lon. Right. Correct. Those are yeah. the, like the selectable ones for the story mode. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so I initially picked speed, but um, didn't really love it. Like the the normals that character had was were pretty good, but like I know the I wasn't good at the move set. But um, I really liked um, Axe and Lon, the like, kung fu guy yeah. and the yeah. weird alien. The weird alien guy was pretty great. Axe because he, he has like a Blanca, super. Brilliant. He's got a Blanca. <laughs> Yeah, he has a Blanca roll, and he has, like, an M. Bison, like, sliding sweep kick, which yeah. is, like, pretty it's fucking so, great. That's that's what I did when I wanted to cheese the AI. Was the slide? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the way to do it. The sliding down kick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's got so many, um, oh, you'll have to correct my fighting game terminology if I mess this up, Tony. It has a very uh, extended hitbox. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, that's exactly yes. it. Very good. Very <laughs> I know bad. just enough about fighting games to know how bad I am at them. <laughs> right, exactly. Thanks to this podcast. Yes, thank you, Tony. <laughs> you curse me forever. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I really like uh, Lon, though, the kung fu dude. Like, moveset was, like, really good. Has a strong fireball. Really good, like, forward flash kick a little bit, like Adon mm-hmm. from um, Street Fighter Alpha. Uh, like, the normals, like, normal kicks and punches like super fast really good to like uh extend combos and stuff like i that guy seems to be the best character in the game at least like in my limited time with it but uh i, don't know, I love maybe, his like nunchuck some... flurry yeah that moves good that moves good just puts a stop to anybody jumping in on yeah you, like, immediately really anti-air stuff yeah one thing I really dug about it, you know, as you mentioned, Game Boy Color, so you have the, the two buttons. Um, but I do like that uh, the inputs for whichever, because I, I don't think it's a punch and a kick. I think it's a, a light hit and a heavy hit, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Ah. Um, because if you do, you know, the button commands work for both buttons, or the special move commands, rather, work for both buttons. Yeah. But they yeah. change them just a little bit, so Lon has that, you know, that forward kick. But if you do it with a heavy hit, he jumps way high in the air, and it's a, sh- yep. a much shorter distance, but it deals a little more damage. Right, right. Like, you can change up the speed on your projectiles mm-hmm. for a lot of characters, yeah. depending on which button you press. Or, like, uh, Max is like, sure you can go short or high. Right, yep, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Max is, like, is your Ryu. You know, has, yeah. <laughs> has the fireball, has the uppercut. The only thing he's really missing is, like, uh, a spinning kick. Right. But, like, he has... It, like he's got the uppercut and his fireball is really close to Terry Bogard's. Actually, yeah, he's got he's that Terry Bogard like. Uh, he's got Terry Bogard. Yeah. He's definitely a Shoto. <laughs> Which what a cool yeah. way of throwing a projectile! I fucking love that about Terry. Is that he just like punches the ground so good it makes a, a wave of energy, <laughs> an explosion. <laughs> yeah. Ter- Terry Bogard is like my favorite fighting game character. You know, fight me. He's so that. cool. He's yeah. The best. He's the best. Um, Gong is the grappler, which. He actually was pretty good. I I really liked using him a lot too. At least like in the early stages, like because you can just like jump heavy punch or like jump fierce mm-hmm. and just bully the shit out of people oh, yeah. and put them into he, the corner. He, he assaults people for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I but, wasn't as nuts about him. I was. Uh, I mostly played speed. I kind of like that that combo ooh. style. But I would I would go to axe if I needed to like cheese to win by any means necessary. <laughs> 
Yeah. And once I figured out like Axe's deal, similar thing. Like he's the guy. Like okay, do I? Need, am I having trouble with this match? Just Axe mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. 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 Which I. But yeah, Lon. I do challenge you guys to get far enough to fight the announcer, and then try to Axe combo him because, mm-hmm. boy, you're gonna have a bad time. I'm sure. <laughs> It is so hard. <laughs> yeah. I so after uh, after playing the game on stream, I did have a nightmare about the announcer. It's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> um, one of the things I have to shout out about this game that I think um, I try to comment on about all the games we talk about, but like highlight of this game is the music oh. I really do think this is one of the better like chiptune soundtracks mm-hmm. of the era um, that I can recall I mean like Game Boy uh, Color had some some good bangers but like this music very reminiscent of the best kind of Mega Man music in my mind Agreed. Um, it's great it's really good like that opening theme is really oh, good I, I'm not gonna I'm <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I um, had that on in the background on my computer for, like, at least an hour one day. Because, like, this is just awesome. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm leaving this on, and it's just my theme music for while I'm working right now. I love it. I wrote some very fast emails <laughs> with uh, intense <laughs> punctuation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the, so, I, I, one thing I really actually liked about the soundtrack, obviously, the, the music, the, the sounds, like, everything fit in perfectly. Um, but it was all done in-house uh, by, by the company that, that actually made the game. Uh, Jap- Japan System Supply, I think was, was their name. Mm. Um, yeah. But I thought that was actually really cool because a, a lot of game companies, you know, they outsource like, hey, we need this music, it's a fighting game, you know, just whatever, get back to us. But they actually did it all in-house, um, which, which is pretty different for, especially for that era. Um, you know, a lot of programmers will just work on like, oh, does this game flow well or does it not? Let's just get it out, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, but I thought that was really cool that they did it all in house. Like it, it felt like the game actually had like a little bit of extra care put into it because of that. Yeah, totally. Like games at this time, and, and I guess there's still like this today, where um, it was probably a really small team making this game, and they're like, "Hey, one of the programmers, hey, can you make some of this music? Yeah, I bet I can. Like I'll dabble, and like and it turned out being good. Right. I mean, like." Um, same thing happened at Nintendo with a lot of their classic games where you have like guys like Sakura and Miyamoto and like Awada all working on a game mm-hmm. you know there's just a lot of talent there so like a soundtrack can just come from those people but you're right it doesn't always uh, happen like that right. so cool stuff yeah um, I thought this game looked pretty good like other than like the the overworld screen like the part where you're playing the video game, like the real the fighting right. game part, looked pretty good, right? Uh, like I think it looked alright. Um, honestly, right. the I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jake. Oh, I was just gonna say about the overworld screen. Overworld screen. Um, the face that the player character makes, which is just like two pixels as the eyes, <laughs> and then just like a straight line of pixels for the face, is the most hilarious thing. <laughs> Yeah. Like, every time he faces the camera, it's just, like, the most expressionless, like, Ness-looking guy. <laughs> so, playing that, play, replaying the game, so I, I actually, oddly enough, still own this game. I, I actually Hell still have yeah. I, actually I still love, have it. I love that kind of stuff. Um, and I, uh, it, and it's literally the only Game Boy game that I still own, to this day. Um, but, I popped it into my Game Boy, and I turned it on and it is significantly less noticeable on the actual game boy than when you're playing it on an emulator and you're like oh who is this monster because it just looks like you know like a a teeny little pixelated face when you're playing it on the game boy so i I, you know when i was playing back through it i was like oh my god this this man he resembles me so well (laughs) looks exactly (laughs) like me nailed it (laughs) uh yeah like it um the the actual like models of the characters are all like fairly distinct. Mm-hmm. They animate mm-hmm. well. Like, um, so one of the things that uh, I did in preparation for this episode was um, I wanted to understand how this game stacked up against 
other games that came out around the same time, like the other juggernauts of the era, on the same console. So I went back and played a couple of games. I played uh, Street Fighter Alpha Warriors Dreams, Battle Arena, uh, Battle Arena Toshinden, King of Fighters 95, Samurai Showdown, and Street Fighter 2. Played all those on um, the Game Boy Color. And to be wow. honest, Power Quest felt better than most of those. Like, really. Like, in terms of, like, looks and controls. I'm not gonna lie, it felt pretty good. Yeah? In, in comparison, yeah. yeah. Overall, overall, Honestly, I didn't know that any of those games came out for the Game Boy. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I, I didn't realize so many fighters came out for the Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, so, all of these games are, let's see... Um, Street Fighter Alpha Warriors Dreams was 99, so a little bit old. Uh, right, actually, right around the same time. Uh, Battle Rio Toshinden was 96. King of Fighters 95 was 96. Samurai Showdown was 93. And uh, uh, Street Fighter 2 was 91. And, like, Samurai Showdown and Street Fighter 2 are, like, terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not, like, re- like, really, really bad. Like, they don't look good. They don't play good. They're really bad. Um, once you get to King of Fighters 95, so like 1996, that game felt like Power Quest felt. Like, this looks clean, it feels good, like, it combos well. Like, that that game was, was fine. Um, Battle Rita Toshinden, I actually didn't like it as much as Power Quest. Like, it had, like, a cool visual art style, but, like, the, the fighting part wasn't good. Um, but the Street Fighter Alpha Warrior's Dreams... Dude, that game was actually really good. Was it? I actually really... Yeah, dude. Holy shit. It... 100% the best fighting game on the Game Boy, like, hands down. Like, not even close. Like, the... Uh, the graphics look very crude, but the animations and the actual fighting felt very, very close to Street Fighter Alpha. And it's like... It's almost like they took all the animations and, like, what's the lowest poly we can get... Like, what can we slap onto these animations to make it work uh, and still, like, maintain the game feel? And they mm-hmm. did it. Like, it's a, I, I am happy I played that game because of Power Quest because that, that game is fascinating. But, like, out of all those games I just talked about, Power Quest was better than three of them. Right. Or three or four of them, uh, at least in, like, how it felt. Um Hermanser, you said you played a couple I, uh, to compare to, too, I as did, well, right? Yeah, in, in preparation for today, for this very moment. Um, so, <laughs> out of those, the only ones that I, the only one that I also played uh, that we have in, in common is uh, Battery to Toshinden, uh, which mm-hmm. I actually liked. I, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, I thought it was very sim- simplistic, uh, but it, it yeah. also came out only on the Game Boy. It didn't come out on the Game Boy Color, so I have to imagine uh, hardware advanced a little bit in, in that time. So. Um, I don't think it's a sure. super fair comparison, but I, I liked it. You know, I thought some of the characters were a little silly and, and fun uh, to play with and yeah. events and stuff like that. Um, but I also played among the amongst that I uh, played Fist of the North Star. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, based off the the anime or manga or whatever. And um, that game actually it actually flowed pretty well, but it had no depth whatsoever. Mm. Um, but one thing I did find super interesting about it is they uh, they actually had scroll a scrolling arena, um, so there was like you know an expanded re- arena on either side, so you weren't just locked on one screen like a lot of the games of its time. Um, yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. But other than that, like, like you know the the health bars at the top were ply for player and enemy for enemy, <laughs> you know, no names or anything <laughs> like that. So I thought that was. <sighs> but uh, last and. By far the least was Mortal Kombat Four, which oh. was just a disaster. Um, and I, <laughs> I invite everybody to just go to YouTube and look up Mortal Kombat Four GBC. Man, that game was horrible. <laughs> it was borderline unplayable. Um, you know the, the yeah. models and everything were were just atrocious to look at you couldn't tell if someone was blocking or attacking or doing anything it was just every time you hit someone the entire game exploded in a violent shake i don't know it was it was very strange <laughs> but uh yeah but yeah uh, obviously uh power quest best game ever made so that's yeah <laughs> I, 
Honestly, like, so I started to play a bunch of the other games to understand the reference only because, like, I was struggling with Power Quest so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I I felt like, uh, like it could combo better or I could play it better. There could be more here. So when I went back and played all these other games and, like, realized, like, oh, actually this, like, feels pretty good for the time, um, you know, that, that changed my opinion a little bit. But, like, the one thing that I have to say about all those other fighting games I played, and I think all the same ones that you mm-hmm. played too, they had way more characters. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like six characters for any fighting game is pretty, um, pretty low, uh, especially when some of them play similarly. Like, I feel like Max doesn't distinguish himself that much from... You know some of the things that Axelon can do, even though like I feel like Axelon are better. It's like I don't know. It didn't feel like everybody was like super duper distinct. Sure. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's needs me. Like they didn't have a charge move character in this game, unless I completely missed that. Um, nope, sure didn't. You know, there isn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, like that. Like there's not a lot of different variations uh, in the fighters that um, you know everything else that we mentioned, even though they. Uh, they didn't feel great. Uh, they are very distinct in their different characters and like the way they control and what they do. Like I didn't love Battle Arena Toshinden, but looking at that character select screen and looking at all these different like weird ass characters, like that's part of the fun of fighting games for me. I agree. So the fact that this game doesn't really have that, uh, I feel like a big it's a big miss um, for me. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I didn't, I didn't have that same context that you two did of playing other Game Boy Color mm-hmm. fighters and knowing the the like, scope of them otherwise. So yeah, that does, I, it does get a bit repetitive. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of different characters you can mess with, and like even the character select screen for the single player is just like a list of their names, or and there's not too much information there, or like a, even like a like a headshot. So that that part of it was weak and more fighters would have been cool or yeah i don't know more distinct styles just kind of mirroring what you yeah. guys are saying yeah absolutely Thank you. i i will say um I, I i think like the the reason that that happened and i'm not justifying it at all because i i completely and utterly agree with you guys like the 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 diversity was certainly not there uh, but I think a lot of that fell into that like that RPG. You can't see, but I'm I'm physically doing air quotes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I RPG <laughs> aspect that they tried to uh, that they tried to incorporate. Uh, I think it, it kind of I don't know if it came down to like a time crunch kind of thing, or they were like, yeah. "This is as fleshed out as this game gets." Uh, but I think that's that's where that like ended up happening was the lack of uh, I guess diversity. Yeah, it's making fighting games is tough, and it's um, at this time it was a fairly crowded market. Like there's a lot of fighting games, like not just you know on the Game Boy Color. There, like I said, way more than I expected. But like on other platforms at that time, like there's a lot of fighting games going around. So um, it's tough to make a good one. And it's tough to make a splash. So like it's you know, um, it's tough. These games are hard to make. And that, that's a really good point, too, with the whole making a splashing. Like, it, it is one of those games that it's like, what could have been? You know, like, if this was if this was the game that launched, uh, oh, God, what, what was it? Japan System Supply. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what could have been? Would there have been Power Quest 2? You know, what, you know. <sighs> Absolutely. And, and, like, when I look at this game and I think think about it the thing that i remember the thing that i think is like where you peg it is that it's trying to be an rpg slash fighting game and the rpg part is like so minimal it's a single shop (laughs) yeah exactly and it's like if that idea was fleshed out more i mean there there are fighting games that have done this you know like toeball did some of that stuff all the soul calibers um, I think there's a game on the 64 called like Flying Dragon that was like had like RPG kind of like stat changes mm-hmm. and like items you can equip. Like that's a fun place to play around with fighting games. And if you look at like fighters of today, that's always something that's kind of put on the edges 
of a fighting game because people are so like worried about like the sanctity of the like normal fighting part of it right Mm -hmm. so it's like if this game did more with the rpg side of it and maybe like went harder at that uh maybe would stand out more in my mind but it you know in my mind right now it's sitting at this point of uh, this is one of the best fighting games on a console that shouldn't have fighting games. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, no, and I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. You know, I, uh, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. It, it, it physically bums me out that, like, we couldn't have gotten a second one. You know what I mean? Like, I really think if sure. they had more time, because this game released, what, what did we say, 98, right, if I'm not mistaken? 98, and yeah. Then, um, 98. And, and then uh, Japan System Supply, they, they closed down in 2000, so it was only you know, oh. just a couple years after. Um, yeah, rip, rip, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, rip. But, uh, yeah, I really think, like, a second addition to the, to the series could have been just astronomically better you you know what so i just looked this up um one of my my low-key favorite fighting games that people don't talk about a ton is called toe ball number one it's for the uh, playstation uh it came out in 1996 i bet uh you would love that game her monster because it's like it's very it's very similar to this but it's a 3d fighter but there is like some light RPG. There's actually like the adventure mode, quote unquote, in that game is like almost like a dungeon crawler. Ooh. Like you're you're going through these different like 3D hallways and like it's it's a fascinating game. It's really it's fascinating. I am um, attempting to look at screenshots right now, and all that Google is bringing up is Eugenia Tobal, who I don't know who that is, but I believe she is some sort of model or actress, <laughs> which is really funny. I apologize uh, for interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I've, I've just dropped in our general right, cool. chat, but uh, uh, yeah, that game is dope. It's yeah, this this game could have been a whole lot more. I, I I feel like if this was like on a different console and they went for like a bigger idea here, it could have been cooler. But like in its, um, what we got from it uh, was not. Uh, it, it hindsight twenty twenty mm-hmm, right exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah. Not, not what I want. But like I said, I don't want to play a fighting game on this platform. Regard, like I love that I played Street Fighter Alpha Warrior Dreams because of this show, right? I, I said that earlier. But I'm not going to sit and play a bunch of that game. Like, yeah, even, like, it's cool that it exists, but man, it's like it's not fun to go back to. Sure, you know, yeah, that is plenty um, of backtracking. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, I guess like. Unless, does anybody else have anything to else to talk about before we get like into like verdicty kind of stuff? Uh, I'm ready for my verdict. I, sure. If you don't mind, because this was my game recommendation, and I feel like I have yeah. I have been slamming the game a lot. Um, I <laughs> yeah. do have one last little piece of of information, if that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with Power Quest, if you, it is one of those games where like it, it, the the difficulty spike takes a hard right almost immediately when after you're done in like the first area and you kind of like mm-hmm. get a feel for the controls and things like that but once you actually like grind out the rest of the game which it becomes a grind really quickly it is mm-hmm. a very rewarding game if you don't cheese it um, sure. I will say that mm-hmm. you know obviously there's no achievements or anything it's it's game boy but you know if you if you make it to the end you win the tournament and you beat the announcer and you do this that and the other thing it is insanely rewarding because there are some fights where I like, I was like, man, I need to take a second because I am sweating. So, that, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I, I do highly, eh, maybe recommend is not the right word, but <laughs> that, <laughs> that is a thing, that it does become very rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Well, that gives yeah. me a good sense of your verdict, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you, uh, it might not. Her monster, you, yeah, why don't you do your verdict first, off. man, then we'll... <laughs> Yeah, then we'll go in. Sure. Um, I will say that I, in fact, like this game. Uh, All right. But there is a clause to it, uh, and and that is if you do play the game based on my recommendation, be prepared for a struggle. Be prepared for a grind. Because uh, the whole game itself could be beaten in, like, three hours, but 
if you're struggling with the game, it, it could take quite a bit longer trying to get like your last moves and stuff like that. So, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I would say overall, I like this game. All right, um, Jake, I can go next. Um, so yeah, after looking back on the other you know two D fighters of the day on Game Boy, you know Power Quest looks a whole hell of a lot better, but it, I still don't think it gets me to the point where I want to say this is a hey I like this game so it's unfortunately a hey I don't like this game um I feel like I'm being really harsh lately because like I think this is like four in a row that I said I've not liked um but like yeah like I said um this is one of the best fighting games on a system that doesn't have good fighting games so that's saying something um but yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't want anybody to go back and play this game. There's better stuff to play. So, I don't like this game. Jake, uh, what do you think? I'm sorry, Monster, but I I also give him this, uh, hey, I don't like this game. <gasps> Not For, like, somewhat different reasons than Tony. Uh, most of all being that I'm just not a huge fighting game person. And when I do play or enjoy a fighting game i tend to do so for the characters um i mean like smash bros is probably like my most played fighting game series and like a game in general that's because i i like nintendo characters and i think they're cool mm-hmm. uh that's why i played a lot of soul Calibur 2 because it had link in it i like link i think he's cool um i played a lot of uh tekken tag tournament when i was younger too because i thought yoshimitsu was like a neat looking dude and then i'm like oh look at this big robot terminator looking guy like he's cool too and like when i like a fighting game it's because i like the way the characters look or like they're from nintendo and i already like them and now they're in a video game where they fight each other i'll play that so this game just didn't have that design to really get me going but as a fighting game and like yeah tony as you're saying as a fighting game on the game boy color it's really cool and I'm so impressed by its existence and how good it manages to be. But it's just not my style, pretty much. <laughs> sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, her monster, fantastic for you to be on this show. Thank you for coming on. Um, this is great. And even though we both ended up not loving your game, <gasps> super fun time. Regardless, hey, I like that guest, hundred percent. Yeah, hey, you, you'll get two thumbs guest. up there. You know what? That's even better than you guys liking the game. If I can be uh, super greedy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So before we get into uh, what game we're playing next, Hermonster, where can our uh, folks at home find you on the internet? Oh, uh, mostly on the internet. Anyway, I do stream live uh, Sunday through Thursday. Uh, starting at about 10 p.m. Eastern every every day, uh, and that is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash hermonster. That's H-E-R-M-O-N-S-T-E-R-R-R. Basically hermonster, but add like two more R's at the end. Um, but right. you can also find like uh, plenty of notifications. I'm on Instagram and, and Twitter, all with the, the same name, YouTube. Um, I got a couple of videos up on there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where you can find me on the internet fantastic content uh her monster does charity streams like on the regular as well uh you know trying to make uh a difference in the world which i i appreciate um quite a bit honestly we did our charity stream like last year because i saw you doing it and i was like you know what like that's i it's time for me time for us to get into it too so thank you for being some of the inspiration Herman. yeah absolutely absolutely. For do- absolutely if i can ever encourage anything it's it's definitely it's it's continue that fight to do a little bit better make, make that change you know whatever you can doesn't have to be something monumental but uh you know do, do what you can at any point i'm 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 honored that i i encouraged you guys gave you that little push to do so uh, which I loved your, yeah, your charity stream. You guys are so awesome. Yeah. If you haven't, if anyone hasn't caught, hey, I like that game live. That is a whole. That is a whole other treat that you're in for. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's fun, and we're we are deep in the planning of our next uh, charity stream. Uh, yes, we in are. November. So, man, that's gonna be it's gonna be a ton of fun. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Can't wait for it. Um, 
Uh, Jake, before I tell you what game we're playing next, where can the folks at home find us on the internet? Well, they can email us uh, PDFs of the Power Quest manual at <laughs> hey, like that game at gmail.com. You can tweet us at like that game. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, search Hey Like That Game Podcast. And Tony's also streaming Try Hard Tuesdays on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash Hey I Like That Game. You can mm-hmm. find us all over the place. Heck yes. And actually, so our next game, Jake, that we're going to be playing for Hey I Like That Game will be something. We'll, we'll try to stream some of this game. This will yes, be a yes. lot of fun. Um, so this next game, um, another one of the games that instantly sprung to mind for me when we first uh, set out, what, four years ago to start doing this show, um, it is called Legend of Mana. It's a 1999 action role-playing game made by Squaresoft. Um, it's the fourth game in the Mana series, so uh, everybody kind of knows Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, you know, several other like games of that that uh, uh, type in the in the Mana series. But this is the fourth one. Came on the PlayStation One. Um, this was my first Mana game, and it is um, excellent. Uh, when we one of the things that you said in this last episode, uh, Jake, was you were kind of talking about like some of the art not being like super memorable in in Power Quest a little bit. Um, Legend of Mana is very very distinct. Um, it has it's like art style is all like hand drawn hand painted graphics. Um, very intricate, beautiful sprite work. It's. Um, it's very interesting. It has a very open-ended style of gameplay as well, which is very different than any of the other mana games, um, you know, that have ever came out since. Uh, it's a fascinating game that actually just got a re-release uh, a couple weeks ago. So, uh, perfect time to jump back in. So, next time on Hey, I Like That Game, Legend of Mana. Yeah, I only knew Secret of Mana. I have not played a single Mana game. Yeah, this game is um, it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. This game's so good. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to play it. You and like I said, this is a game that has um, co-op built in, uh, like into its DNA. So we can play a bit of this game together, um, and maybe we'll do some on stream while we lead up to the um, full episode. Hell yeah! I would love to play this on stream with you. That could be fun. Um, All right. Well, um, I think that does it. Uh, As always, Jake, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Thanks for Monster. Yeah, thanks. Hey there, folks. Tony here. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. If you like the show, consider dropping us a rating and review on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Uh, we are also streaming regularly on Twitch now, uh, coming out and joining on the Nonsense Live Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays every week with a bonus uh, stream tossed in there for good measure every once in a while. Make sure to hit that follow button on the Twitch channel to join the Coops Club. Love you all. Bye.